Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, jam-packed and ready to go in advance of what should be an unbelievable weekend. We got the women's Final Four tonight. We got the men's Final Four tomorrow night. We got baseball, fast and furious, still trying to figure out the end of the NBA season. And, of course, all eyes remain on Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. You can't ask for more. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. Right, the one place to start is everywhere, and I am delighted that as we wrap up a really silly edition of Get Up this morning, that a couple of my buddies are good enough to hang out. Harry Douglas and Jeremy Fowler are good enough to spend a few extra minutes with us here after we wrap up the TV show this morning. Guys, thank you very much. And if there's one thing I learned is I get to know Harry better and better. You're not a, a one who's been on Get Up for years, as many others have. So as we get to know each other better, I learned today that you are afraid of clowns. And I found that a very interesting little, just a little interesting personality quirk that you have. Well, yeah, I don't like clowns. I don't like ducks. Ducks are in that category as well. Howard Wait, stop, the Duck. Stop. You mean oh. actual ducks? Well, Howard the Duck. That guy gave me nightmares growing up as a kid. So I don't like, I don't like ducks. I don't like clowns. Any of those type of things, Greeny. Let's just say you and I at some point <laughs> should find ourselves near a stream mm-hmm. or a pond or whatever body of water it is that one finds a duck. Uh, frequently on a golf course, I will see ducks, geese. You would be actively afraid of those ducks? Yes, but we had a college game day this year at okay. Oregon, and right. I was able to hold the duck, but I was sweating bullets. An actual duck? Yes. I was sweating bullets See, as I, I was holding hold the duck. I wouldn't hold a duck. I, I, I was nervous. Why did they make you hold the duck? Because, well, they didn't make me. I just knew what I had a fear of, and I was like, you know what? I got to face this fear at some point. Why? Because I don't like ducks, but, wh- but But why do you have to face that fear? That's not a fear you have to well, overcome. A fear of ducks? I, think it's the I understand why to overcome a fear of heights. Yeah. I don't think you really need... At no point... Look, I'm 55 years old. I've lived my entire life without holding a duck, and I think it's a pretty good chance I'm never going to hold one, and I don't feel as though I'll have missed out on anything. Well, I guess Howard the Duck just made me so nervous as a kid. Like, he's a little evil little bastard. <laughs> yeah, he is. Fowler, have you ever held a duck? I haven't, but I'd be more scared of like snakes, alligators, yes. like the usual suspects. The ducks, I think. If, <laughs> a duck is a strange thing. Cute and cuddly. Yeah. A strange thing to be afraid of. All right, this is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance for a job you'll love. Visit progressive.com/careers. I'll tell you what I liked today. I liked Mr. Fowler. The conversation that uh, led to Odell Beckham Jr. following Aaron Rodgers to New York to play for the Jets. Give me the latest on OBJ. Well, teams I've talked to believe that the Jets are the front runner right now for Odell Beckham. Now, it's going to come down to not only the situation, he needs Aaron Rodgers to be there because he wants to play with that type of quarterback, but he also needs a contract commensurate with his skill set. And that's been a bit of the holdup so far. So that's why I still think some teams that need a receiver who are in contention, whether it's the Bills, the Giants, the Chiefs, could get involved because the price range is not believed to be crazy that he's going to get some huge $15, $20 million a year deal. So that makes it more attractive to some teams to get involved. But the Jets... The most viable contender, I still believe that he'll go there and eventually go and take a physical and take a visit and, and be set up there. So, so let, Harry, if there's one thing that I've learned over the many years that I've been covering sports, particularly football, it's that in the field of medicine, there are doctors mm-hmm. and then there are football players. You guys understand injury and, and your bodies better than anyone else. In some cases, I will trust your opinion before I will ask a doctor for their opinion. What can Odell Beckham be? Having had two ACLs, he, he will be, by the time this season starts, a year and a half removed from the second one, so that obviously is good. What do you expect Odell Beckham to be relative to what he was at his best? Well, we, all, we already know about his sure hands, right? I think he brings the ability to win his one-on-one matchup. 
Uh, you look across the field, they got Alan Lazard, right? They have Garrett Wilson. He's going to get one-on-ones. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to trust him because of the sure hands. He brings that Super Bowl experience, Greeny. We've seen he was on his way to win MVP of that game before he got hurt and tore his ACL. Also, that dog mentality. Uh, I don't think this team needs that, but you add another guy with that personality that just loves the game of football, I think it's good for those young guys to be able to see Odell Beckham Jr. in that light. And, of course, the reporting that we have, Fowler, is that he's waiting on the Rodgers thing, and he is not alone as far as that is concerned. Where, for the fans who are listening, are we on the Rodgers thing? Well, I talked to somebody involved who said that a lot of the deal, the trade, remains in place and has been for a little bit now. they got to get over that final hurdle. One issue is protections on the draft picks if Rodgers were to retire after one year. So that's something they have to sort through. But I was also told that there is a bit of a lull in the action here because Rodgers isn't doing any football on March 31st. He's probably not doing any football in April. That's just kind of the way his schedule's been. So there's no real rush until draft time. That will create there's no rush for the Jets. Meaning they're not they're not missing out on anything. They're not missing out on anything. To that really. point. Yeah. yeah, like he would like and the first phase of like the offseason workouts, offseason program is really just working out and conditioning and calisthenics, and he would just do that on his own. Meetings as well. Meetings. Yeah. Meetings. Well, meetings yeah, you can't do what so you like, can't do on your own. Right. Unless he's zooming into meetings, yeah. but I mean, me, whatever. But I mean, yeah. that, that's something. May and June is more important. So, like, they can do that after the draft. Right, let's so, get him in here by May and June. Yeah, the next three weeks, there's not a, a huge urgency to get it done. I think I think draft time will create. And then, that. how about Lamar? Give me the latest. As obviously these two sort of legendary yeah. quarterbacks in different ways. What is the latest on him? Yeah, well, the, the several teams I've spoken to about it believe that there is no offer sheet brewing for Lamar Jackson. No team is aggressively pursuing him right now and so the player is a bit frustrated because of the position that baltimore's put him in with a non-exclusive franchise tag and they don't really look like they're actively pursuing him on a new contract either and so right now he has no intentions i'm told to sign the franchise tag and this could be a long wait now after the draft if a team doesn't get the quarterback they want maybe they make a major play for lamar right now at the moment that has not materialized so harry let's dive in here and i'm sure most people listening are aware that you have the radio show here on the network with jason fitz that follows us. Uh, but for those who have not had a chance to hear your perspective, what is your sense of where this Lamar Jackson thing ultimately leads? Well, first, I think the relationship is fractured. I don't think it can be repaired. Lamar Jackson is a guy of principles, and he stands yep. on those principles. He's going to do what he wants to do. Remember last year, everyone was saying, Lamar Jackson, don't go out there on the football field and play without a new deal. He went out there on his own because he believes what he believes, and he played. Uh, I just don't think he's going to sign that franchise tag. I believe Lamar Jackson is going to be be able to just, you know, wait this thing out until he gets what he wants. He would be giving up $32 million if he did that. Well, if, if, well that, that's the way a lot of people look at it. Uh, from Lamar Jackson, he's not looking at it from that sense. He's looking at it like a longer deal, a deal that's feasible for him and his side, yeah. more so just taking that $32 million. I, I understand yeah. that, uh, totally. But to Jeremy's point, and, and I I'm, I'm keep watching the clock because I know I have to let both of you guys go here um, or I'm going to get yelled at, but – it's one thing to say, yeah, I'll, I won't take the 32 because I'm going to get the 250. But if no one's giving him the 250 now, what's to say someone's going to give him the 250 a year from now? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is he just sort of putting off the inevitable here and taking a deal that is less than what it is that he wants? Look, I want him to get every penny that he wants to get, but I don't have it to give to him. And the people who, who do don't seem inclined to do so. So then how does it end quickly, Harry? Well, see, I think somebody gets desperate. You just got to continue yeah. to wait it out. Until a team gets desperate, like we've seen the Cleveland Browns do with Deshaun Watson, right. and they gave him that deal. So who is that, Jeremy? I mean, it, there's no way to know, right? Is that someone well, who gets an injury? Is that like, this, this feels like a unique circumstance. Well, I know 
people around the league are looking at the Colts because of the pivot point they're in with the number four overall pick, right? If you're out on Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, you can't get those guys, and let's say they don't love Anthony Richardson, then maybe they can't get the quarterback they want in the draft. Shane Steichen, the new head coach, deals well with mobile quarterbacks. We saw that with Jalen Hurts. So that could be something where if they're sitting on May 2nd and don't have the quarterback coming out of the draft, maybe they make a move. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that. I have to let you both go. Fowler's going up to Bristol. Harry's got to get over on first take. Great morning today, guys. Thank you both, and thanks for a few extra minutes here. You know, every morning our friends at AutoZone asked me to name someone who was in the zone last night. In the Zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone with AutoZone. And I've got two picks last night. Did you see what the Celtics did to Milwaukee on the road last night? Jason Tatum with 40 points, uh, Jalen Brown with 30. They were both very much in the zone as Boston just worked Milwaukee in a statement win as they try and reclaim the one seed in the Eastern Conference. So they were in the zone last night, brought to you by AutoZone. As we continue, baseball, basketball, and book stuff on the way. This is Greeny, and you're listening to ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, Greeny, back and better than ever. We're rolling along, presented by Progressive Insurance. Book stuff is coming fast and furious. Social media is in the house. We got meetings we got a lot of stuff. Oh, yesterday was such a good day for this. I have so much to say, so much gratitude I want to express, and we got cool stuff happening. We'll do it in 30 seconds after this word from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right, the assembled members of the hashtag crew have assembled around me here today. Hembo is here, uh, Bubba and Cam are in Bristol, and we're rolling on. Yesterday, after doing the TV show and the radio show, I did five hours of book press yesterday. I talked to Brett Boone, among other people, wow. baseball player. I know you'd be excited. Did a couple of baseball podcasts yesterday uh, and a few other things. And But what I wanted to say to you, if you are getting up and listening to us here on radio, and, and if by chance you have been doing that with me now for a really long time, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you. So we said we made the point two days ago, we're going to put, we only have a limited supply of these autographed books. The, the publishers, they choose these numbers. I tried to tell them it wasn't enough. 
I won't voice any further thoughts on that beyond to say that I told you that there were going to be a limited number available, and they sold out literally in five minutes. So then yesterday, we more than doubled the number, and they sold out in less than an hour. And, I mean, you guys, are, what can I say? You're just the best. And, and so the, the release is coming up. It's Tuesday, and the pre-orders are coming in, and you can order it right now. And I'm doing all this press, and, and the reaction to it has been exactly what I wanted it to be. So if in case you're wondering, if you, you've heard us talk about it just sort of peripherally, I'm going to get into all the baseball from opening day in a minute. But here's what the book is. And, and as I do these interviews, it really is crystallized in my mind. The book is two things, and I love them both. The book, which is called Got Your Number, The Greatest Sports Legends and the Numbers They Own, it's about 50% sports debate, which is to say some of these numbers were not obvious. Who owns the number four? Is it Brett Favre? Is it um, Bobby Orr? Is it Lou Gehrig? Who owns the number 21? Tim Duncan, Deion Sanders, Roberto Clemente, and on and on. And we made those decisions. Hembo and I made our decisions. In some cases, you may disagree. So there's that back and forth. So there's the debate element of the book. But then the other half of it, I actually am more excited about. Because when I was a kid, I loved reading sports history. I read every book I could find about sports history. I I became a reader as a child because I loved reading sports books. And this book has all of that. We have 100 chapters, which are two to three page, perfectly snackable little chapters about each of the 100 choices we made. So whether you agree or you disagree, I promise you will learn something that you did not already know about every single person that you read about in this book. And so we had a tweet here from someone who said, do you think an eight-year-old boy would enjoy the numbers book? I actually do. I actually do. I don't know exactly what the right age to begin is, but once someone is, is fully able to read, and my kids were, yeah, by that age, I think the kids are reading um, well enough to appreciate this book. And certainly by middle school, I think this will be a great way to get kids who like sports to read that otherwise don't like to read books and certainly to learn about sports history. So I couldn't be more thrilled with the reaction. Thank you for being a part of it. You can pre-order it right now if you'd like. Got your number. It's available everywhere. And we have our first signing on Sunday. It's at um, in Ridgewood, New Jersey, in a store called Bookends. I've been there many times. It's a legendary place. Hembo's going to be there. Stace promised me she's going to bring Phoebe. So the dog will be there. Are you going to bring the twins? Is yes. Is Lizzie going to bring the twins? Charlotte and Michelle, your namesake, will both be there at, uh, at bookends on Sunday. So you'll get to meet both of them. They are never to be referred to in that order on this program. But that's the order they came out. No, they are Michelle. What do you mean they came out in that order? Charlotte was first. I was a father of one for three minutes. And then Michelle. But, so what you're telling out. me is that the one you named after me, Michelle, was the second one? Yeah. How did you arrive at that? Because I didn't want to wow. provide you the ultimate satisfaction. Well, why wouldn't you have named the first one after me? That, that, that kind of bothers me. For that reason. You know, Diana Rossini did the same thing. She has two kids. Mm-hmm. She named the first one Joey. She named the second one Mikey. Are we sensing a pattern here? Uh, why, why was I? The, that's my problem. She, my namesakes now always seem to be the second one. I don't know why I was in top of mind for this hembo. I only I, had I, three I minutes. How, I don't know how many best-selling books you were writing before I came along. <laughs> <laughs> but one way or another... That's where we stand with all of that right now. Your support of this project has been unbelievable. And Hembo, Bubba, have you heard this? Hembo is losing his mind. He has to go out and buy a suit. Do you know why he has to go out and buy a suit? No. Tell him why. Because Greeny and I are going to be on Good Morning America one week from today, next Friday. Wow. 
So we're going to be on GMA to promote the book. How about that? And, nice. And Hembo, his wife had two questions. One, is Stacy going to be there? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. She's going to be in Chicago, and I'm meeting her there later that day. Our son is a, a play um, at school. He's a, an actor, and, and he's got a play that weekend. So I'm, we're, I'm flying out there to see him, and Stacey will already be there. And then the second was, what am I wearing? I've been on that show a few times. I always wear a suit and a tie. I guess you don't own a suit and a tie. Is that my understanding? I don't own an acceptable suit and tie for Good Morning America, according to my wife. So, so by her standard of measure, it's not acceptable. I mean, what have you been wearing to weddings and stuff? A less than acceptable suit, apparently. <laughs> so what you're saying is your, your, your clothing choice okay. has been, in her mind, acceptable for weddings, funerals, bar mitzvah, and et al. But when we, we're going on TV... She thinks it's not good enough. I guess so, because when I delivered this incredible news, Bubba, she didn't say congratulations. The first <laughs> word she said was, we need to find you a new outfit. Wow. That's the first thing my wife thought of. When what, what do you think of that, Bubs? I mean, I guess, I guess you got to get a new outfit. Bubba, by the way, this is hot off the press, Greeny. You and I just got an email saying that we have the ability to bring two guests in total each. You said your wife's going to be in Chicago already, yes. so I assume that you're going to invite Bubba and Cam to GMA with us next Would you Friday. guys like to come? I mean, they're going to probably have other things they need to do. Do your twins count as your two guests? <laughs> <laughs> and, and if so, uh, you, can you not bring a caretaker? I mean, do they just need to come by themselves? They're three months old at this point, for crying out loud. Right? Just what day is this? Uh, yeah. Next Friday. We'll just ask Strahan to watch them. <laughs> I'll call him up. Michael, you get a, a couple of minutes to watch Hembo's twins. I might, while be, able, I might be able interview. to make it. All right, we'll see how that goes. All right, anyway, so all that is what's going on here, and it's just been fabulous fun, and our thanks. Again, if you want to come out and see us Sunday, if you're in the New York, New Jersey area, and I'm trying to set up, because I'm going to be in Chicago for the weekend, I'm trying to set up a signing out there, but it's Easter weekend, and so that's not, it's, it's been more challenging than I thought, so I'm going to figure out some way to do something in Chicago when I'm there that weekend, because Stevie's plays are at night, so I have the afternoons to myself. So one way or another, we're going to come out and see as many people as we possibly can. But we're so grateful and appreciative for the support of this project. You guys are just always the best. And again, got your number, and it's available for pre-order right now. Having said all of that. I'm ready to go right now. Green Light with Greeny. Give me the green light. Once again, I am uh, giving the green light to my esteemed colleague from the great state of Pennsylvania. One day into the baseball season, what is your number one takeaway, Hembo, from what we saw? The rules changes are going to work like a charm. This is no surprise, but the numbers are still loud. The average time of game yesterday, opening day, two hours and 45 minutes. That's 20 minutes or about 20 minutes less than the average game played last season. It's a half an hour less than opening day games from a year ago as well. There were 10 baseball games yesterday, Greeny, played in under three hours. So like the highest level, big picture stuff here is baseball games are going to take about half an hour or at least 20 minutes to half an hour less than what we are used to. And there are very few people that I can find that quibble with that. No, I mean, I, I watched as much as I could. As I said, I had a ton of uh, interviews and things like that, that I was, at one point Twitter seemed to blow up on Aaron Judge homered in his first at bat. And we'll get to the Yankee game in a minute among some of the others. Um, but it was just nice to have it on the TV and in the background. And I, 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 will, I will say this, as if you just parachuted in and you didn't know about the pitch clock, and let's say you watched the game without the sound, well... I can't really even say that either because you see it. But if there was no, if you didn't have any tangible way of knowing this was going on, it would not change your your experience of watching the game at all, except that it just kind of moved along at a nicer pace. There is no downside to this. There was actually one thing that I really noticed strongly on day one. 
there's considerably less time for the commentators to just pontificate and, and tell random stories and complain about baseball the way that they used to. They're going to hate that. It was stark. Yeah. Like, uh, they love getting that. Oh they they live to get those oh, stories. Oh, yeah. His dad yeah. used to go, uh, they used to hang out in this fishing village uh, uh, in the Upper Peninsula. Like, these yeah. kinds of things, uh, you know, they're not, they're not going to be able to do that anymore. The yeah. game was moving with such rapidity. That's going to be a very interesting thing to adjust to. So we've only found one person so far who doesn't like it. Oh, my gosh. And his name is Rich. I call him Mr. Rich. And he has been with us. Well, he and I have been together now exactly five years because we launched Get Up five years ago Sunday. And he has been one of our, a member of our crew. He's been running one of the cameras on Get Up every day for five years. He wears his Met stuff every single day. He wears, there is, I've ne- you know what? I don't know that he owns any other clothing. <laughs> he wears, Bubba, I don't know if you've known Rich, but you and he would get along really well. He wears a Mets-related shirt literally every <laughs> single day, rain or shine, wow. hot or cold. He's wearing something with that orange NY. I like the commitment. And he, for whatever reason, Seems not to have loved yesterday. And so I asked him. He says he's too shy to come on the air and explain oh, himself. Come on. Get up there. But, but so this is what he said to me. He said, ah, Greeny, the umpire is too much in control of what's going on now. That's a terrible answer. That is a, a horrible explanation for not li- I'm, I'm trying to find some reason not to like this. Oh, look at him. He's making his way over. Oh, no. Oh, he's showing the, showing the courage. Now, I, I, does he have a, a – does that microphone work? Can that be on the air? Oh, well, then why are you standing there? What the hell is the point of that? They just want, the director just wants to see you, but we can't hear you? Okay, well, let's put him over by, 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 by him. I love or that, something. Rich. He looks like a team store employee. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you're working security at a Met game right now, to be completely honest with you. Well, one way or another. So, so you watched one day of baseball, the, the first of 162 games you will watch. Correct. The two and a half days of your life you will get back from the extra half hour that this game will not take every single day. And your, your reaction to it was what? I just, I just think it puts the umpires too much in charge of the game. What does that mean? Because they're like traffic cop now, traffic cops with the, um, with the time limit. So they're, and point in case, yesterday, Mets game, Pete Alonso won first base, McNeil hits a foul ball. Well, Alonzo runs the second. Obviously, he's got to come back. It's a foul ball, but he's walking back. He's not, like, running back. Right. So the umpire sees him walking back, and he steps out, points to McNeil, because he thinks he's Alonzo's going to, and calls a strike on McNeil, because <laughs> Alonzo's walking too slow right. back to first base. It's just, it puts the umpires, you know, the umpire shouldn't be, shouldn't be there. Okay, well, well, here's the thing. Thank you, Rich. Now, you've, you've, you've delivered what I think is a, is a, is a cogent, uh, a statement there. Let's let's get Hembo's rebuttal. What do you have to say to Mr. Rich? So I, I am also at least a little bit concerned about the possibility of the ump show. Like that's going to happen this month. People aren't used to this. Well, no one loves to be in the center of everything more than a major league umpire. No doubt about right? it. Right. I mean, of that, there is no question. We're going to see some of that. Like we're going to see a manager's fired because umpires are taking like are, are taking the rules so seriously and perhaps even crossing the line there. But the reason they have to do that is because players and managers have been lollygagging for the last 20 years. Right. Like, to me, this is just, that's an unintended, unintended consequence of what the umpires just have to do. And three years from now, the umpires aren't even going to be calling balls and strikes, so they might as well at least learn how to tra- uh, traffic cop from now. Bubba, what movie is that from? Lollygaggers. Why, why am I hearing, and he said lollygag, why am I hearing that in my head? There's a line from a movie where someone says, you've been lollygagging. Why does that make us lollygaggers? I feel like it's Old a girl. sports movie. I can hear it in my head. 
Is that Bull Durham? Bull Durham, yeah. Oh, it's Bull Durham. I, I, I can hear the line in my head, and I couldn't quite place it. So anyway, so I guess there's some legitimacy to that. Here's what I will say. With, with the umpires being what they are, enjoying being sort of in the spotlight as much as they do, I can see that going one of two ways also. Like, there's a part of me that can't stand it. There's another part of me that thinks that turning them, like having them do a full-on heel turn will actually be entertaining. You know, <laughs> like, like we destroyed, what was it, his name, Rosenberg, right? The, the guy yes. who, 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 Randy who, Rosenberg. Who, who ran JT Real Muto the other day for literally no reason because he felt that as though he was, his, his feelings were hurt and, and, and he completely misinterpreted a meaningless gesture. But anyway, my initial reaction to that was that I hated it. My further thought about it is, I kind of love it for the sport. Like, a little bit of this drama craziness. Like, you know, this weekend is WWE's um, uh, WrestleMania. You know, it's like their Super Bowl this weekend. I'm very close to, you know, the CEO of, of, of WWE was, was my agent for years, Nick Khan. He's literally the single smartest person that I know. And so I've been talking to him every once in a while. And, you know, if you watch wrestling, like, they turn the referee into a character sometimes. Now, obviously, that's not the same thing. But having the official be, you know, kind of in the middle of it all in a way where there's a little, again, I'm not suggesting that they're determining the outcome. Do not get me wrong. But showing you a little personality that gives you the chance to be completely aggravated by them might actually be sort of fun. I agree with that totally. The, and if the umpires wind up becoming the villains in all of this, that's okay. Like if, if the umpires, the antagonist in your story, You've written the right thing. Like each of these people, the player, the manager, the umpire, the fans, we all have a unique space in this interplay, in this drama. And I'm all good with eventually reaching a point where umpires aren't calling balls and strikes anymore. But the uh, interplay between manager and umpire and player and umpire is something that baseball has had and frankly has been a feature of baseball for 150 years. I don't want to lose all of it. Don't miss the women's Final Four doubleheader tonight on ESPN, including... One of the most intriguing matchups that the sport has ever had. Caitlin Clark, who's the best player, and she's on Iowa, and they take on South Carolina, which is is making a bid to really to be one of the great teams of all time. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. And the action is tonight on ESPN. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes minutes at progressivecommercial.com in the meantime i'm sorry what i'm sorry what i'm sorry what i'm sorry what i want to play this soundbite from jess on our show this morning so jessica mendoza who's one of my favorites she's terrific and and she was on you know sort of giving us the uh, the wrap-up of opening day and hembo i assume that was your question which i really liked that i asked her which is Oh, again, if you, for anyone who didn't see it, Otani was brilliant yesterday. Six innings, scoreless, no earned runs, 10 strikeouts, and his bullpen blows it and they lose. <laughs> he gets a no decision and they wind up losing 2-1 to Oakland on opening day yesterday. And it's just a continue. In fact, what was the stat? It is the first time ever on opening day. Tell me if I'm getting this right. That a pitcher had at least 10 strikeouts, gave up no runs, and his team lost? That's right. Uh, those teams have been 25-0. and 0. Before yesterday. So this, he literally had a day where his team blew a game that had never been blown before. <laughs> and so I asked Jess, if, if this team is out of it in July, do they owe it to baseball to trade him? 
And I was not expecting this answer. The game of baseball needs it. Flat out. As much as October is amazing, it ain't as amazing unless we have a player like Shohei Otani. And not just with the stuff. We talked about the slider hitting 102, but the fact that we could see for the first time ever a hitting pitcher as good as he is, please, Perry Manasian, trade him at the deadline. Get him on a championship team. Yeah, so, so Hembo, let's talk about that a minute. We've talked a lot about where he'll be next year, and all signs seem to be pointing to the Dodgers, which wouldn't be a surprise. We have a ton of Met fans who work on our staff, and all they ever say to me is, boy, is he going to look good in a Met uniform? And obviously, they have an owner with incredibly deep pockets. So that'll be fascinating. Look, Shohei Otani probably pays for himself 10 times over with what he brings to your team. He is, by leaps and by bounds, the biggest star in the sport in this country. And then when you go beyond our borders, there's no comparison. He's a bigger star than all the other players in baseball combined. So my question to you, Hembo, is how do you answer that question? They do not owe it to the game of baseball to trade him because that's not really a thing, although I like my own question. They owe it to themselves. They owe it to themselves to build an off-ramp so that they don't crash the car. The Angels are going to be out of it by the time we reach July 31st, which is the trade deadline, almost for sure. Otani and Trout, as great as they are, are two people, and two people in baseball can only do so much. If they don't wind up trading Otani, not only will he not play in October this year, but he's going to wind up walking and they're going to get like a compensation pick. It would be completely foolish and meaningless. What they should do is trade him in July, get as much as you possibly can to restock your team, and trade him to a contender so baseball fans can see him play in October. Here's an even bigger question. When you consider the fact that they have, what chance do they have of re-signing him after this season? Under any circumstances? Zero percent. Okay, that's what I thought you were going to say. Zero percent. So should they trade him in July, even if they're in it? If they're two games ahead, no one expects that. Although Buster actually picked them to go to the playoffs yesterday. If they're two games ahead in the division on July 20th, do they trade him anyway? If they're two games ahead in the division, they will not and could not trade him. But if they're lingering... If they're four games out. So if they're lingering in like the wild card hunt, yeah. they should still trade him. Absolutely, they should still trade him. And it will, will be the worst thing ever for them and the fan base in the short term. But you can, rest- you can build a dynasty on the back of what you could get for Shohei <coughs> That's Otani. what I mean. You're exactly right. If you're not keeping him next year, then it doesn't make any difference. There's a 0% chance he's an angel. All right. That's what I mean. So, I mean, unless you think you're winning the World Series with him this year, you need to trade him no matter what. All right, coming up. I liked that soundbite from Jess, but I have a new favorite soundbite of all time. Back in a moment on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. This is a very good choice of music, um, as this is you too, and Bono is at the center of the next conversation. But quickly, Cam, you, I think, in particular would appreciate this as the youngest member of the, um, of the Greeny hashtag crew. Right. Hembo was just obliterating me. <laughs> so uh, Olivia, who is the woman who does the social media for us, for Get Up and everybody, was just in here, and she's filming some videos. We're going to be doing a giveaway of the book, of Got Your Number, which will be available everywhere on Tuesday. It's available for pre-order right now. We're going to be doing a giveaway on my Instagram, and I'll tell you when to go there. It's not ready yet, because we were just shooting videos. And Hembo was just making fun of me so much for the things. Tell Cam what I could and couldn't do. He could, he could do nothing, and he couldn't do everything. <laughs> so Olivia comes in, very nice, very gracious, very accommodating and understanding, asking very simple questions like, what is your password to Instagram? So that she could go on and... Forget that. You, you are a highly successful person who has accomplished more in this industry than practically anyone that I know. 
What's up with you guys, people of your age, not knowing what your password is ever to anything? Not only that, but there are three. So if you if you go on, so if you know if you open up your phone and you have the little gray thing that you touch and it and it gives you like your name and your all the information, you know, like what is that called? Your settings. 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 You go in the settings. (laughs) Your settings. And then you go down to the apps, uh, the passwords. There's one that you touch and it says passwords. And then I go down to Instagram and there are four of them on there (laughs) and they all have different passwords. (laughs) So she had to take a picture of all of them. And I said, it's probably one of those. But I'd say there's at least some chance it's none of them. And at one point, Cam, the the glasses that he's right now holding in his hands are like at the very end of his nose. Oh, yeah. That's a 85. That's a a classic. uh, Oh, my God. You know, middle person looking at technology move <laughs> you so, age yourself. here's what i will tell you guys you're gonna like this gather around one and all so many years ago when my kids were little i was on the uh, the board i was a trustee at their school and we had a board retreat and they brought in a professor of education from harvard who to be a speaker and it was a fascinating uh, presentation that he gave And the one thing I've always remembered most from it, his biggest concern was that in schools in general, not at our school, but in general, in in education in 21st century America, that we are not utilizing technology properly. And and the idea was that we're still using 20th century methodology to teach 21st century people, which is an interesting concept, and it was fascinating. And then he, he, he drew this interesting distinction, that our children, my kids, essentially Cam's generation, and maybe even you to an extent, Hembo, are technology natives. You grew up here. I am a technology immigrant. I still learned, lived more of my life without it than with it. When I got to ESPN, there was no such thing as the internet. It didn't exist. I was working at ESPN at that time, and there was no internet. Forget about passwords. You didn't have to have a password. I, I remember when we first started having ATMs. Like, I, I lived in a world where if you, if you wanted to get money out of the bank, you had to wait till it opened. So, so right, Rich? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. So, so my, my point is you can make fun of me, but the truth is there's going to come a time when there are going to be things you don't know that your kids know, and it's not your fault. It's because you lived most of your life without them. You're being too kind to yourself. You're not a technology immigrant. You yes, are I am. Techn- I did not grow up here. You are a technology alien. You have come <laughs> from galaxies. Like, the Instagram password, very simple. And that is just one of many things. Do you things. think most people of any age, if you take... 100% of the people who are on Instagram and you ask them, can you just tell me your password without looking anywhere? Would more or less than 50% be able to tell you? Considerably more. So I, I will tell you what drives me nuts. Way more. I'll tell you what drives me nuts. Stace is in charge of our passwords for all of our cable our channels. What do you call them? Hulu and Netflix and Amazon. Apps? Streaming well, services. Streaming services. They're not apps, right? I guess they are apps, but whatever. You go on the I'm glad that someone in, Apple in your TV home can and keep track of this. So, so because I never used to watch, but now I do. But so she had, so we have a different she set up a different password for each one of them and can never remember which is which. And you know how you have to enter your password by you go up and you have to go up and then it, it becomes a capital and then you got to go click, click, click down and then L, R, B, capital letter, integer, you got to do a digit or whatever, not integer, but whatever. Integer. I'm not even sure. I meant to say a number. You know what I mean? And then you got to do, so it'll take, you know what has happened multiple times? 
I have given up. Yeah. I've chosen not to watch television. What's on CBS? Because it's just too hard. Yes, I'll just put on NCIS. whatever we have on. Right. Exactly right. No, I'm watching like some old show on TV land <laughs> that I remember when it was current. And I'm like, oh, well, Starsky and Hutch. Not so bad. You know, I remember when this was. Hey, oh, look, my Kojak God. is on. And I will do it instead of watching, uh, you know, whatever is, a, a, you know, a, a Game of Thrones because I can't get in. Because Stace has created these passwords and they're all different. And at least once a month, there is a, we have a group text in my, just the four of us called FAM, uh, Nikki, Stevie, Stacy, and me. At least once a month, the kids will have generated a text exchange that when I wake up in the morning, we'll have 40 back and forths. Mom, what is the password for Hulu? Did you change it? No, I didn't change it. It's still the same. It isn't the same. I'm typing in the password. It's not working. Yes, it is. Oh, wait. And then, and then you know, and you go back. Try capital F. It's, 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 I mean, it's literally that. Right. <laughs> That's what's going on. And what, what, the worst of that is when you wake up to that, and there were like 50 of oh. them. But you have to go through all of it because oh. in case right in the middle of that somewhere, someone had an emergency. <laughs> so I can't, like, when you'll find out when you're, you know, as a dad, you'll find out, like, you have to read it all because somewhere in the middle of it, it might be like do you know the password no have you tried a capital letter no the house is on fire <laughs> you know like they'll throw that in right in the middle of a conversation these are 20 year olds that i'm dealing with so this is what is going on in my life right now and all of this stems now if i may circle it all the way back to the beginning of the conversation we're going to be doing a giveaway of the book at some point if indeed she's able to get into my <laughs> into my instagram with one of the four passwords options that i gave her we're going to find out all together in a few minutes and we'll let you know again the book is called got your number it's available for pre-order right now we'll be right back thanks for listening to greenie the podcast you can listen live each weekday morning at 10 eastern on espn radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the espn app also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.